Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Rick Nossen, Senior Director of Global AI Sector Solutions within our enterprise and government group at Intel. Welcome to the program, Rick. Well, thank you. So, Rick, I know that you've been a longtime leader in the tech sector. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and your current role at Intel? Sure. I've been spending a significant amount of time over the last decade or so just putting together solutions. As our customers have more and more demands and the technology is more and more complex, they don't want little point solutions uh, or pieces of technology. They want integrated solutions that have been you know, validated and optimized So putting together solutions like that to drive some of the transformations in the industry. So, for example, AI and analytics is one area where there's a lot of transformation right now. So I'm really trying to help our end customers by providing valuable solutions in that area. Now, today's topic is some solutions that we've developed for enabling enterprise AI within a hybrid cloud environment. Can you talk about the solution that's our focus today? If I take a step back and ask the question, what do our customers, what are they looking for? Like, what problems do they have? What are they striving to do when it comes to AI analytics? We started there before we came up and built the solution. And there's a few things there. One is they need to operationalize analytics and AI. I think Gartner, in 19, they have a study that says 46% of enterprise CIOs have plans to operationalize AI only 4% have them in motion. So there's it's a significant part of their strategy to put this in place. They know they need to extract value from their data to stay competitive with their partners and to drive cost savings. They don't necessarily know how to do it. There's some barriers in place, right? It's complicated. The software and the tools are quickly changing. It's like a treadmill. There's a shortage of data scientists and talent. So one of the things we set out to do is to put together solutions that would be easy to deploy in order to do that. In addition to operationalizing AI, the cloud is something that enterprises are grappling with. They all know they need to have a hybrid cloud strategy to offload some things to the public cloud, but keep some things private as well. So just a little help in terms of what to move over, when, um, what is the total cost of ownership, how to decide whether to move a particular workload in the cloud or not. They really want a flexible approach that lets them do that transition when their business needs dictate and give them that flexibility. You know, also, as people need to modernize their data center, they want to make sure their legacy workloads are still working. So they want something that's future-proof. They don't want to just rip it out and put something in there that doesn't work with their legacy workloads. And really, there's a huge amount of data explosion going on with all the Internet of Things devices and the digitization of machines, companies are just grappling with how to effectively store all that data and analyze it. So that's kind of what we set out to address when we thought about the solution. When you look at AI, this is a topic that has been often mentioned in terms of large cloud service providers driving AI solutions into their environments. But where do you think we are with enterprises, and how does this solution address the broadening of aperture, if you will, of adoption of AI across workloads? 
Yeah. So I used to be in healthcare imaging. And so I worked with the main, there's about 10 main ISVs that provide healthcare imaging solutions. And they are all grappling with the notion of how do they integrate AI into that. So one of the common questions I asked them was, where do you think AI will occur? Is it going to be in the end device like the MRI machine? Or is it going to be at the edge like the workstation that's taking data from the MRI? Or is it going to be in the data center in the hospital? Or is it going to be in the cloud? And the answer is, for every one of them, the answer was yes, 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 uh, we don't know. So it's going to be in all four of those places, just depending on the work case and where the market evolves. So people don't know. That's why they want the flexibility, right? And the solution we tried to build out here provides them with that hybrid cloud flexibility so that they can deploy AI in their own data center or leverage CSPs to do some of that workload or have it both ways. Now, we work with VMware on the solution. Why was VMware a great partner choice for this? And what are the technologies that are brought to bear within the solution from both companies? Yeah, Intel and VMware are longtime partners, very synergistic. This joint solution features hardware and software from both companies that works together pretty well. If I look at the hardware, we've really optimized our second generation Intel Xeon scalable processors. That was a processor that was re-architected from the ground up to really do fast data movement and also analytics. Performance is great, and Intel is known for Moore's Law and increasing performance. But today's workloads also include things like AI and data analytics, and that also needs quick data movement and special treatment for analytics. So that's what we did for Xeon Skill. We also put in some SSDs for quick access and cache storage. And then we had support for our Optane data center persistent memory, which really blurs the line between memory and storage for applications where you have a lot of data and you need to process it fast. VMware came to the table with their software. In particular, they have something called the VMware Cloud Foundation, VCF. It's kind of an umbrella suite that provides a hybrid cloud environment. It gives you virtualization around both CPUs and networking. It gives you hyper-converged infrastructure, which allows you to scale out as your data demands in an efficient and cost-effective way. And it also has this software-defined data center manager, which is a single pane of management to really try to minimize the complexity of administrating a complex system like this. If you can imagine workloads that are in the cloud, on-premise, migrating back and forth, and you want a single way to monitor and manage that. In addition, this new as-a-service paradigm that we're getting into, you need something like a Kubernetes. And so we integrated Pivotal Kubernetes Service, PKF, which gives us the Kubernetes management of containers for that. We then layered on top of that some Intel software to do optimization. So if you think about AI, we have several building blocks there, optimized Python, some of the deep learning frameworks, uh, libraries. We have a deep learning reference stack container that's open source and out there, and also optimize some of the existing legacy workloads like database SQL. What has the response been to this solution in the marketplace? And can you give me some examples of different types of customers that would benefit from this? There's a lot of excitement. People are looking for something that's a comprehensive solution that accommodates hybrid cloud, has Kubernetes, accommodates AI, data warehousing, something that's already validated and optimized, that's scalable, something that they can migrate their workloads, as we were talking about, 
So we really made the experience of operationalizing enterprise analytics simpler and more cost-effective, while at the same time letting you use your existing infrastructure. So engaged in several customer conversations around how best to deploy this. I can give you two specific examples. There's a demo that we put together with one of our partners at VMworld. This is around financial service use case. This is where consider a bank that's analyzing customer records to determine the probability that a particular customer will default on a loan. 90% chance that they'll default or only 1% chance. They have a large data table with each row being a customer, so maybe hundreds of thousands of customers. And each column in that table has different characteristics about the customer. You know, how long have they been with the bank? How much money do they have in there? All these different characteristics. We used a tool called H2O Driverless AI to analyze that table and make some recommendations about which machine learning algorithms could be used for the loan default. You know, do you look at a linear regression or gradient boosting? There's several different types of algorithms and approach. This tool recommends one. And then we do the training on the algorithm. We can do that either in the cloud or on-premise, wherever the data is stored. You don't want to move this data because it's a tremendous amount of data typically. So you can do it on the cloud or premise. And then we want to deploy that algorithm. Again, you can do it in the cloud or on-premise depending on where your users are. So that's the strength of the hybrid cloud to be able to run an end-to-end machine learning workload like that for a bank and be able to deploy it wherever is necessary. That's one example. Another one is healthcare. And I mentioned I've worked in healthcare quite a bit, but most of the major image providers, for example, are working on a collection of AI algorithms to help radiologists diagnose patients. Like, is that a tumor? If so, what are the characteristics of the tumor? And to some degree, cameras can see the tumor better than the naked eye from radiologists. So it's a great application for AI. When they do that, they have this collection of algorithms in the cloud, and they want to be able to promulgate that out to the different hospitals to deploy in their data centers. Oftentimes, the latency requirements are such that you can't send data to the cloud, have it analyzed in the cloud, and have the results sent back. So seconds matter if you're doing a stroke diagnosis, for example. So this is another good example where an AI workload would use both the cloud as a repository for the algorithms and then the on-premise as a place to do the inferencing. That's fantastic. I have been so impressed with the fact that this seems to be a very comprehensive solution, allows for rapid adoption of the technology. What's next for the team and what kind of solution providers are we working with to deliver this technology and market? Well, there's a whole roadmap of additional items we wanted to look at. I think as these solutions extend even further to the edge, you have the notion of edge to core to cloud and picking up the edge, whether that be pictures of a machine floor for factory automation, defect analysis, or whether that be a video analytics, uh, facial recognition from uh, hundreds of cameras in a train station. Those are all great applications that are going to require some additional infrastructure at the edge to efficiently integrate to the solution. So that's an example of a next generation type of capability and feature that we're already talking to VMware about what that looks like. In terms of partners, Dell's a fantastic partner with this. So we're certainly talking with Dell. 
they have a similar solution. So working on what can we do to bring this together to provide some fast fulfillment of the solution. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today, Rick. It's been great talking to you and congratulations on this successful solution introduction into the marketplace. I'm sure it's going to be helping a lot of customers get on the path to AI. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 